This is Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, D.C. Lundberg. Thank you very much, Joey. Episode 101 here on Locked On Mariners about to commence part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please remember that you can download, rate, and subscribe to this program on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners Podcast or Locked On Team Name Here Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners and follow me on Twitter as well at DC underscore Lundberg. That is L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G if you are indeed scoring at home. Mariners, ha 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 ha, brooms up, ladies and gentlemen, to borrow a, a phrase from my other favorite sport, curling, not bowling. I have three favorite bowling, curling. Anyways, the Mariners did sweep aside the Texas Rangers, and uh, yeah, they didn't. They made it look kind of easy, quite honestly. Friday and Saturday, uh, in particular, second half of the show, we are going to preview the next series, which is against the San Diego Padres, which begins tonight. In San Diego, Marco Gonzalez versus Chris Paddock. The mar- the matchup there, and why I, I'm already getting to the preview. No, no, no. We must talk about the glorious sweep of the Texas Rangers. Mariners won the first one on Friday night, seven to four. Mariners got off <laughs> this big inning that I keep talking about. The Mariners giving up. Uh, well, they had one right off the bat in the first inning. They knocked out Rangers starter Colby Allard. After a mere two-thirds of an innings pitched, in those two-thirds of an innings, he gave up five uh, five hits, four runs, all of them earned two walks. He only struck out one. Benjamin came in in long relief, Wes Benjamin, and he pitched four in the third innings pitched, three hits, two runs. They were both earned three walks. Pardon me. Yeah, one, one walk and three strikeouts, and then uh, an inning piece by three other Relievers, including the Major League debut of Kyle Cody, who I was very impressed with. He threw mid-90s paint on the outside corner consistently and struck out the side. I don't know what I don't know where he ranks among prospects in the Rangers organization, but I was impressed with this kid, and he might be a name to look out for in the future. Mariners did win the ball game uh, seven to four. Four runs in the first, a run apiece in the second, third, and seventh innings. Kyle Lewis with a home run. Sam Haggerty went one for four. Telegram Sam Haggerty with an RBI. Lewis went one for two with two walks and a run batted in, obviously on his home run. Kyle Seeger zero for three with a walk. The only player with a multi-hit game was was Tim Lopes, who went two for four. Although a number of other players were on base uh, multiple times, as the Mariners did walk five times. Saturday's game, that was a fun one. (laughs) That was a fun one. That was a a 10-to-1 drubbing of the Rangers. Justice Sheffield got the start in this one. Looked really good. Six innings, six hits. One run, it was earned. Only one walk. Five strikeouts. Rangers starter Jordan Lyles, four innings pitched, eight runs, all earned, 11 hits. No walks, however, so it was mostly solid contact. Two strikeouts and a home run. Sorry about that beep. That was my cell phone. I'm looking up the box score on MLB on the MLB app here. And uh, two, uh, one reliever, pardon me, two relievers wound up giving uh, up runs. One of them was earned. Kyle Lewis went three for three with two walks in this game. 
That is spectacular. 1,000 batting average, 1,000 on base in this game to bring his OPS at this point to over 1,000. 1.031 for him. Kyle Seeger, 2 for 4 in this game. Austin Nola, 3 for 5. His batting average at this point was 296. He's really come on strong lately, ladies and gentlemen. That has been really good to see. And he's been driving in some key runs. He's been getting some key hits. Evan White is starting to get off the schneid, as it seems. He's still kind of striking out a little bit too much, but he's starting to make more consistent contact. He went two for five in this particular game. Jake Fraley, Ace Fraley up from the minor league site. We'll get to that in just a little bit. One for four in his season debut. Uh, Telegram Sam Haggerty, two for five. And J.P. Crawford went one for five. Sunday's game was the closest... Actually, technically it wasn't because it was also a three-run differential, but it was a four-to-one win. Justin Dunn turned in a very, very good outing, ladies and gentlemen. He goes six innings, gives up one hit and a walk, no runs. Six strikeouts for Justin Dunn. This was probably his best start as a Mariner thus far. The one run that Texas got was an eighth-inning solo home run uh, from Jeff Mathis, their catcher Jeff Mathis, off Dan Altavilla. And, you know, I've been kind of bagging on Altavilla, referring to him as the modern-day Bobby Ayala for his propensity to overthrow, which leaves pitches hanging in the strike zone and, you know, walking people as a result. And, gang, I know that... I know I've started to sound like a broken record, a broken record, a broken record, a broken record, a broken record. Yes, I know I used that joke last Friday, but hey, I subscribe to the Jim Henson philosophy of comedy. If a joke is bad enough to be used once, it's bad enough to be used many, many times. In any case, Altavilla put together two very good outings in a row. He seemed to have control of himself, and as a result, control of his pitches. Hopefully he can build on that going forward, because he has good stuff. He has good put-away stuff. He's got a great slider, and the velocity certainly is there. So two good outings from Altavilla in a row. That's encouraging. Taylor Williams earns his sixth save of the season in this particular game. Mariners only muster five hits. And they were had by Telegram Sam Haggerty, Kyle Lewis, Austin Nola, Tim Lopes, who started at third base today, Kyle Seeger DH'd, and Braden Bishop with the other hit. Kyle Seeger is uh, currently hitting 291, Kyle Lewis 368, Telegram Sam hitting 300 as well. He has hit in all five games that he's played in this season, ladies and gentlemen, and he's been an asset on the base paths as well as a stolen base threat and just a general good and speedy base runner. Very good to see. What hasn't been so good to see is what J.P. Crawford's doing now. He's down to 222. He's been kind of scuffling lately, but the on-base is still about 100 points higher than his batting average at 315, and from the leadoff spot, you need to do better than that. Hopefully he can turn it around. He looked really good once the Mariners did install him in that leadoff role. And the last, you know, week or so, I want to say, maybe a little bit longer than that. I'm not, I don't recall exactly. You know, he, he's kind of hit the skids a little bit. and He can get it turned around. He can get it turned around. I'm not exactly worried about him. Preview of the series with the San Diego Padres coming up in the second half in a conversation with Javier Reyes, the host of Locked on Padres. There's a lot of roster news to get to as well before we get to the Mariners trivia question. The big one is that Daniel Vogelback is officially no longer a member of the Mariners organization. Late on Sunday, he was traded to the Toronto Blue Jays for cash considerations. And I'm led to believe that these cash considerations were merely a Dairy Queen gift card. 
But there's more roster news to get to, ladies and gentlemen. Dylan Moore has been placed on the disabled list prior to Saturday's game with a bad wrist. He had injured it in a check swing in the previous series, and of course, I've already forgotten who they played. <laughs> so that tells you how good a memory I have, ladies and gentlemen. In any case, he's on the 10-day uh, injured list. Jake Fraley, or Ace Fraley, as I like to call him, was called up, got his first uh, big league action of the year on Saturday. And not necessarily roster news, but this is um, kind of a scary incident happened at the training site on Sunday, and it involves catcher Cal Raleigh. He was hit in the head with a backswing when Donnie Walton was hitting, and it put him down for a little bit. He was uh, he remained conscious throughout the whole thing. He was talking with the trainers, however, and it was announced on Monday that he was not concussed. He does not have a concussion. That is really good news. And to quote Andy McKay, who is the club's director of player development, quote, he's not expected to miss a lot of time. However long it takes to get the stitches to heal the cut. Obviously, being a catcher, it's a tough spot as he'll need to be able to put a helmet and mask over it. End quote. So that's probably as good of news as can be expected with uh, with an incident such as that. So it seems like he'll be okay. Like Again, really good news considering what happened, of course. The Mariners trivia question for the day is the following. With the upcoming series with San Diego Padres, kind of a Padres-Mariners-themed question, especially since they do share a spring training facility. Today's question is this. The last time the San Diego Padres made the World Series was 1998. How many former and future Mariners played on that 98 Padres squad? Answer coming up after this message from Built Bar. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Built Bar, they're back. They're better than ever, and they were already really good. So they've improved on something that, hey, was already really good. I liked them. They were a great between-meal snack for a guy like me who knows that he should eat better. But at the same time, I am not going to sacrifice taste for nutrition. If it does not taste good, I'm not going to put it in my mouth. I should have phrased that better, but I'm going to go with it anyway. I don't eat what I don't like, ladies and gentlemen. It's got to taste good for me to eat it, which is why I weigh 700 pounds. But in any case, these are great for like a great snack for a guy like me. They'd also be a great boost of protein following a weightlifting regimen, or they'd just be a great breakfast uh, for the busy types on their way out the door every morning. They come in uh, 18 delicious flavors, the 12 original flavors, my, of which you know, chocolate peanut butter was great, chocolate raspberry was great, chocolate orange cream was great, great and they've got six new ones for you to try and hopefully enjoy. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and p- compile a box of the flavors that you would most like to try or your already established favorites. Also, promo code locked on for $10 off your order. And while supplies last, a free travel cooler to keep those Built Bars nice and chilled. And don't forget about Built Boost drink powder and Built Go. Remember, that's BuiltBar.com for Built Boost protein bars, Built Boost drink powder, and Built Go for some protein on the go, funnily enough. Locked on is the promo code to use for $10 off your order. And with every purchase, while supplies last, is that free travel cooler. Get your orders in as soon as possible, because that probably won't last much longer. In fact, I don't know if it's still active or not. But do go to BuiltBar.com and find out for yourself if they do have that cooler. And let me know, because I'm kind of curious. Answer to the Mariners trivia question. The former and future Mariners 
who played on that 1998 San Diego Padres team, there were actually five of them. Four of them had played for the Mariners previously, infielder Andy Sheets and pitchers Sterling Hitchcock, Mark Langston, and Scott Sanders, and Ben Davis would later play for the Mariners. If you've got a question for me or a comment on the show, please submit it to LockedOnMariners at gmail.com, and I will consider using it for the Friday mailbag segment. Questions about anything, it does not have to be about baseball, and the show about the it comment about the show doesn't exactly have to be flattering either. More Locked On Mariners following this vital word of importance. Welcome to the second half of Locked On Mariners. Here once again is your host, D.C. Lundberg. Thank you very much, Joey. Let's get right to it. Going to present to you at this time part of a conversation that I had with Locked On Padres host, Javier Reyes. And we spoke about lots of different things. We're going to talk about the Padres in this little segment coming up as the Mariners and Padres do begin a three-game series tonight in Petco Park in San Diego. Here it is, gang. Do you have any like questions for me in terms of uh, the Padres or anything like that that you want to know about? Oh Well, we discussed the pitching, and um, obviously the player that uh, most people want to know about, so I'm not going to ask. And, uh, <laughs> and if you don't know <laughs> who this person is, Mariners listeners, go look it up. You've been sleeping under a rock. Fernando Testiza Jr. Yeah, just know. type in F in the search bar, and I think he'll probably come up. I think he'll be good. <laughs> I think it's the third autocorrect right beneath a French fries and Ferrari, and then you got Fernando Tetis Jr. Yeah, there you go. Exactly right. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. In any case, um, tell me a little bit more about uh, you guys on the offensive defensive side. Of I, I'm a goofy person. What can I say? Hey, hey, dude, are you kidding me? I mean, come on, I, mean, I love it. Come on, that's that's, yeah. that's my brand right there. So, uh, just for the for all the Mariner homies out there, you know, we have a lot of players that be good for us this year, right? So, and it's been, I'd say that the Padres have been a consistent six, like six guys deep, right? You've got Tatis, obviously. Machado is officially looking like Manny Machado. He's looking like May and June Manny Machado of last year. People forget. No one said he was bad last year, but people for, forget sometimes that the the after seas, the after months weren't as great. It wasn't thirty uh, three hundred million worth, right? Now he's playing like a superstar. And it really started with the uh, the series against um, the Rangers. It started like a little bit before that, actually. I'd say mm-hmm. getting some singles here and there, getting some doubles, taking a couple walks, and then his. But the Rangers I'd say easily. Yeah, take advantage of though i think yeah, they, exactly going into the seattle series the, the rangers starters did not fare well at all against the seattle and i mm-hmm. think that their era starters era going into that series for the past week or so was about 11 and i think it's about 4 billion now yeah <laughs> i think that's that's probably what it is i mean mike minor and they lost kluber and all, like all these guys have just not been very good for them and the padres no. showed them and i think that manny's grand slam walk-off was kind of his defining Padres moment, which is what's crazy to say, right? And it's I think he won NL Player of the Week. It's his first one as a Padres. So it's like, it was definitely like, it, it, this has been his his Padres moment so far. So you've got those two. Those are the obvious ones, right? Then you guys like got guys like Trent Grisham, who are some mm. of the most patient batters in the league, right? And, oh, you know, not to, not to brag or anything like that, you know what I mean? I was really <laughs> amped about him coming into the season because I was like, one of the things the Padres struggled with the past couple of years, on-base oh. percentage. Take mm-hmm. some friggin' walks. They needed that. Trent Grisham, maybe he's a 240, 250 hitter, but when you look at every single minor league throughout his career, 
always been an on-base guy. You know what I mean? So that made me excited. And this is a team that had guys like Hunter Renfo and Fran Miel Reyes last year. You know what I mean? Those guys never take walks ever, even if they are really fun to watch when they hit a home run. <laughs> I, I always joke how Hunter Renfro, if you only watch the home run highlights, looks like mm-hmm. like Barry Bonds. Like the way he crushes the ball is awesome, man. And I'm still rooting <laughs> for him. He has a big grade at Tampa, but I'm still rooting for him. So they've got Grisham, right? They got him from that perspective. He has three or home run game the other day. And then they've got... Uh, Eric Hosmer, who all of a sudden slightly looking better, hasn't been amazing. Hasn't been amazing. Definitely not as uh, as good as the other five that I've, I'm going to mention. Um, but it's like he's embracing launch angle like crazy, right? Eric Hosmer embracing launch angle. Um, I'm looking forward to maybe uh, listening to the Mariners broadcast. I joked about this uh, with Bryce Paterik of Lockdown Rangers that one of my favorite things to listen to is American League teams that play against the Padres and their announcers where they talk about Hosmer, right? They get into him and they go, and here's the gold glover there at first baseman. Nice play by the the gold glover, like a a nice little play. And then they go, you know, John or whoever the Bears broadcasts (laughs) are, whatever, right? They go, uh, you know, you know, Eric Hosmer, he's won like three gold gloves before, but you'd be surprised that he actually leads the league in errors at first base. It's like the, the realization by commentators that Eric Hosmer has, I don't want to call him a grifter, but has it been as good as his reputation kind of precedes him with those gold gloves is one okay. of my favorite little fun things in baseball i've noticed <laughs> uh and then they've got and then just to conclude will myers who is i've always been a fan of his not because yeah. he's good but just been a fan of his fun fun goofy kind of player he's he still not just fun and goofy gloves? yeah still doesn't fan and gloves right, not good. only is he still being fun and goofy and that carefree kind of happy-go-lucky attitude california yeah. kid but he's that and he's actually really good now with an on base of like 350, 360, getting hits wow. every time they need it. Strikeout rate is still a lot, still a lot. But if he's hitting bombs every now and then, it's still able to get some singles and doubles uh, every now and then. This might be like a, they might get some value from him every now and then. And then they have presumably probably the, the runner, the, the leader, the front runner for rookie of the year and Jay Cronenworth, who mm. we aren't Cronenworthy. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, he's been excellent. Excellent. He plays like every position. He's been when really? I think of teams, uh, he plays. He's played, played. He's played short. He's played third. He's played second. He's played first. They're using mm-hmm. him at second more now. That's probably his number one position. Okay. But um, and he's also he can pitch too. He hasn't pitched, which with the way the bullpen's gone, they might have to consider that. But he's a guy that's <laughs> batting like three forty, three ninety, five ten right now. Something crazy like that. So he's the run front runner for rookie of the year. And when I think about teams that break out, there's mm-hmm. always that guy. That isn't the prospect that everyone's talking about. It's not the big um, free agent signing. It's always that little kind of, and it's never the, it's not the best guy on the team, but it's yeah. always that guy that kind of breaks out. And that's yep. what's so exciting about the Padres. So the offense, man, there's a reason why everyone's been calling them Slam Diego. It's 100% true. And I hope that they could, they could kill the barrier to starters. I'm not lying with you. I hope that they can, um, you would be a good because the offense, you know, if you wanted the Mariners yeah. to win. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. On, so that's kind of what it is from that perspective for sure. Yeah. If you would like to hear the entirety of this conversation with Javi, go check out Locked On Padres, which of course is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Ha ha, the old bait and switch on you, ladies and gentlemen. Anyways, it was a great conversation, and we had a great time chatting for almost 40 minutes, and you can hear the entirety of that conversation, as I said, on Locked On Padres, that is at LO underscore Padres on Twitter, and go follow Javi on Twitter at Javi Peño, at J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Tomorrow on Locked On Mariners, I will be joined 
by guest panelists Jack Tripper, Goofy, and a quaking Aspen. Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to this program so you never miss an episode. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, whichever podcast that yet you like to use, probably the one on which you're listening to this program right at this exact moment. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners, and follow me on Twitter as well at DC underscore Lundberg. Thank you for listening today, ladies and gentlemen, and have a great Tuesday. This is Joey Martin letting you know that we'll be back tomorrow for another edition of Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.